Coming in today, we have our uh, inaugural MMA Tea Company uh, fighter predictions for the UFC 253 main card, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Paula Costa. Today, we have Craig Willingham Jr. and Gordon Wigington breaking down the fights. Uh, first fight of the main card is a featherweight fight. It's going to be Hakeem uh, Duwadu versus Zubera Tukagov. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw it to uh, you, Craig, first. Uh, get your opinion, then we'll have uh, Gordon get his as well. All right, when it comes to that fight, I got Zabera winning, um, mainly due to the experience and because of speed. If you watch Hakeem's fight, he, he goes at a, uh, a slower speed when he's fighting. Um, he's primarily a striker, but his hands aren't that good. In a couple of his last UFC fights, two out of like four of the fights, he's got hurt in the fight. And I think uh, because of that, Zavera is going to take advantage of him. And Gordon, what are your thoughts? Um, I think the opposite. I got Hakeem. This is me and Hakeem, right? King of the King of the Cage guy. Mm -hmm. Used to be champ there. Yeah, I got Hakeem there. I feel like while I agree with Craig that uh, his opponent does have, have the speed advantage, um, I think the way that Hakeem can explode through combinations with his one twos and two threes, things of that nature. Um, he's not a huge combo puncher, but when he does commit to the two punch combos or three punch combos, they land and they land crisp. And I feel like this power is going to be, be able to carry him a little bit in this matchup. So I feel like it's a, it's a pretty solid stage for him. Oh, he's first fighter in the main car. So I feel like he's going to rise to the occasion and make some noise for himself. Awesome. So we're 1-1 one, one right now. We got one for Hakeem and one for Zubair. Uh, next fight on this uh, UFC main card is a women's bantamweight fight. We got Ketlin Vieira fighting Sarge Eubanks. And Sarge, you know, just fought, I think it was two weeks ago. She's back on a main card again. Uh, so we'll start with you, Gordon, with this one. Um, I was torn with this one only because Sarge had a – She, I picked against her when she fought uh, Avia, when she just beat Julia Avia. But I, she had a really slow start. She had a bad round one in that fight. Um, Kaylin Vieira is really good, though. She's really, really good. She's dangerous. So uh, if I'm going to go against Sarge again with this one, I'm going to pick Caitlin. But I expect it to be a close fight. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a, a close unanimous decision or a split decision with for Caitlin. All right, Craig, what do you got? I'm going to go ahead and split with him again. I got Sajar. And the reason why I got Sajar is because of this. One, she hasn't been doing MMA for all that long. Um, and I think that has something to do with things um, when you see those slow starts and things of that nature. Two, she's a former uh, world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, she's, she's come from another sport, but she's seen success in another sport. And a lot of times that, has, that can translate over. Um, three, I'm putting Cesaro because if you look at the, when, the, when she last fought, she just fought recently. Her opponent hasn't fought in, since 2019. And going with COVID and things of that nature, I think that's going to play an uh, effect. The, the other girl, Vieira, she hasn't um, fought with the no crowd. And I think it's a lot to adjust to. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to Sajara. All right. So we got 1-1 one, one on that fight, too. We got one for Vieira, one for Sajar. Uh, moving on to the next fight on the main card, we got a flyweight fight. We got Kaikar France and Brandon Royville. So uh, we'll go back to you, Craig, for this one. What's your what's your pick on that fight? On this fight, I'm going to start off with my man Brandon. Um, in his last fight, he fought Tim Elliott. For the people who don't know, Tim Elliott fought, uh, won the Ultimate Fighter, and he also fought Demetrius Johnson um, for uh, the flyweight title. Now, he lost, but he put up a good effort, and I think he had Demetrius Johnson hurt 
or not hurt, but um, in the submission early on in that fight, so he was in trouble. Um, Brandon Royville came out and dominated him. Um, he, he actually got the submission, and he wasn't happy over his performance. So off of that alone, I saw Kai Kara France. Um, he comes from a good team, but I, I don't think I don't think he, he's gonna. I think Brandon Roy was gonna come in to make it dirty, and I think he's gonna he's gonna get him up out of there. So that's my prediction. All right, Cody, what do you got? Man, I um, I actually had the same exact thought pattern that Craig had about Brandon, and then. I sat back and thought a little bit about it some more. And every time I pick against Kai Car France, it makes me look stupid. So I want to pick Kai this time. I feel like that strength that Brandon has and, and that making it muddy and making it a grittier fight, I think Kai catches him in between and he lands something flush. I think Kai's going to finish him. So I got Kai. All right. We're split again, uh, one to one. Uh, moving on to the co main event, a light heavyweight fight. Um, one I'm really excited for, we got Dom Reyes fighting Jan Blachowicz. Uh, Gordon, we'll go with you first. What's your, what's your thoughts on this fight? Um, I want to pick Jan so bad. I really, really do. I feel like he's, he's been in the UFC for a while. He works really hard. Um, he's got crazy amounts of power. The way he knocked out Luke Rocco was pretty rough. Um, I also feel like the way he starts fights doesn't benefit him again in this matchup. And I feel like Dominic Reyes is just more well-rounded than he is. And what Jan does best is come forward and, and create openings for himself and puts pressure. But Dominic Reyes, what his best skill is, his, his footwork and his angles, his, his step back less, his, his pullback uppercuts, all the things that he does going backwards and laterally are really, really good. And that's going to work really well for him in this fight. So I got to pick Reyes, even though I would like to see Jan win. But I think Reyes gets the job done and he's going to be in the – all right, and, and Craig, who do you got on this one? In this fight, this is a very intriguing fight. Um, the one thing that I think is intriguing in this fight is the fact that they actually have the same skills. If you look at Reyes when he knocked out Corey Anderson, he caught him off of a counter, same as he caught Luke Rocco. Not Reyes, um, Blockowitz. He caught him when he fought Luke Rocco, he caught him with a, a counter, the same as when he caught um, Corey Anderson in the second fight. And if you look at Reyes when he catches people, he, he's very good with his counters and his speed. The problem for uh, Blockowitz is that um, if you look, when you look at the pace of each of his fights, he tends to let his opponent um, control the pace. I think yep. in this fight, when going against Dominic Reyes, Dominic Reyes is the faster guy. He's the taller guy. He's the longer guy. I just think that you can't let him control the pace. Um, yeah. Especially a guy who just fought a five-round fight. I don't think you can let him uh, control the pace. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Dominic Reyes this time. Gotcha. So we got two for Reyes in that co-main event, uh, see him um, and new. And then we got the main event. Uh, somebody's, oh, got to go. We got Israel Adesanya, 19-0, fighting Paul Acosta, 13-0. Uh, so, Craig, I'll have you do the honors here for this main event. So if you would have asked me this yesterday, which is funny <laughs> because I have wrote down who I thought was going to win. If you asked me this yesterday, I would have said Paul Acosta, right? But check this out. Paulo Costa, the reason why I'm not going to pick him for this victory is because Israel is supposed to win. So I believe when they're supposed to win, you should go with the favorite. Um, um, in this fight, uh, Israel, he, what he needs to do is he needs to stick his jab. If he can stick his jab, if he can, if he can be vigilant, if he can make sure that he's the first in attacking, I think he can pull off with the victory. He cannot let uh, Paula back come up. Um, one thing that people don't realize with Paulo Costa is Paulo Costa has been dropped twice in the UFC. Um, the first time was Uriah Hall. He, he dropped him with an overhand when Paulo Costa was coming in, and Paulo was actually hurt. 
The second time was a trick play with um, Yoel Romero. Um, Yoel pointed and then caught him with a, a looping punch. I guess you could say overhand or a hook, however you want to say it. Um, so he, he can get hurt. The one thing about Paula is the fact that after he gets hurt, though, he seems to not be faced. He seems to be able to push through it. But um, I think Israel can uh, replicate exactly what Uriah did in the first fight when Uriah fought him. I think he keep that jab going. And then in the later rounds, I think Israel uh, can start to push the pace. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with Israel on, um, on this fight. He just needs to make sure he's not leaning back as well because Israel tends to lean back when, um, when people are attacking him. And uh, that might be an issue too. So, but I'm gonna go with Israel for it. All right. So we got one for Adesanya. Then Gordo, what do you got? Um, when this fight got announced, I said Israel's gonna beat him up pretty bad, and I still feel that way to this day. So here's my thing with Paulo Costa. I feel like his fighting style works really, really well for him because he's a brute. He's kind of a meathead. He's gonna come for it, and he's gonna get in your face, and he's gonna push you. Um, I don't think that style works with a striker that's as technical, but still as unorthodox as Israel Adesanya is. He is he is he is textbook good striker, textbook good, but he can hit you from different angles, from different planes, different releases, things like that. And he fights well going forwards, backwards, and laterally. So that's the first reason. The second reason is like Craig was talking about. Everyone paints Costa as this destroyer. He was losing the Uriah Hall fight. He was getting his face jabbed off for the first round. And he low blowed Uriah Hall like three times in a fight or something like that. I think he got stopped twice for low blows. Um, I think, and I also felt like he didn't win the Romero fight when they fought. So I feel like I, I feel like Costa gets himself into a lot of trouble with the way that he fights. He's very aggressive offensively, but he's very lackadaisical defensively. Um, but with all that said, though, the things he does well, he he can crack. The guy hits hard. He, he hits really hard. Like, I don't know how him and Yoel Romero did finish each other. They were cracking each other with really big shots. But, again, like Craig said, he's also been dropped. Uriah Hall dropped him, and Uriah Hall's not a power striker. He's going to hit you a lot. He's a volume guy, but if he sits down on his punches, he'll drop you. He dropped, he dropped Costa. To his credit, he's very durable. He seems to be able to shake off getting rocked really well, but he's been dropped before. And in the Romero fight, he got dropped a few times. He, like I said, he does a really good job scrambling, getting back to his feet, getting back to neutral positions, and still getting back in your face and pressing you and making sure you're against the fence. But he takes a lot of unnecessary damage. Like, if you look at his face after that Romero fight, he didn't look like a winner to me. He looked like somebody that blocked a lot of punches with his face. Um, here's the thing that sells it for me, though. I just believe that Izzy's fight IQ and experience is significantly higher than Costa's. It's significantly higher. Izzy's had the luxury of – not luxury, but he, he has the, the experience in his corner where he, he has over 80 kickboxing fights or something like that. And he's fought a lot of different style guys. He's fought brutes. He's fought technicians. He's fought smaller guys. You see what he – the fight with, with Kelvin, it, that's, those guys went to war. And, mm -hmm. and that's because of the way that Izzy decides to fight sometimes. But I also feel like if you watch the Robert Whitaker fight, Izzy went to the area where Robert Whitaker couldn't get comfortable when he stayed close to him, say in the pocket, because Whitaker wasn't expecting an outside fight. He stayed in the pocket and he hurt him a lot because Whitaker wasn't expecting to be there. In this fight, Costa's going to be expecting to close the distance and make it a pocket and close fight where he can let those bombs go. I don't think Izzy's going to let him do that. I think Izzy's going to be tagging him, hitting him with a lot of knees, um, a lot of leg kicks, and a lot of pot shots like jabs, ones and twos, some threes, things of that nature. Um, I think it's going to be a close fight, but I think Izzy wins three rounds to two or four rounds to one. I don't, I don't know if anyone gets finished, but I think Izzy beats him pretty handily, I think. 
Got you. Go ahead, Craig. Um, some things to know, because um, the way he, the way he made it sound, it makes it seem like it's gonna be an easy fight. Here's the problem, right? So, so two things that I think is worth knowing. Watch the Yoel fight versus Israel Adesanya, right? That right. fight, a lot of people looked at it as it being a boring fight, but it tells a lot, right? Because what happened in that fight is early on, Yoel caught Izzy with an overhand. Huge and overhand. Izzy, Izzy instantly knew, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to engage. I'm going to win this a different way. One thing that we got to realize is Polo Costa is very, 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 very capable of landing that same overhand, a hook or anything. Secondly, in a Robert Whitaker fight, Israel was in trouble the whole fight. <laughs> People just didn't realize it. Israel, Israel is leaning back with, with, his, with his hands down. Whitaker was tagging him. He just wasn't putting him out. And then some of them he was missing. The fact of the matter is if Paula Costa lands a third of what uh, Robert Whitaker was able to land, it could be game over. So it, it, it really is a 50-50 fight. It's a 50-50 fight because one thing about knowing more in a fight is, the, is that you know what you can't do. Um, and, it, and that can limit you. Paul Acosta, somebody who's green, a little bit more green, I would say, he in that area. No he don't know no better. And that can, that can play to his advantage. He could put so much pressure on Izzy that it can make, it can make Izzy's life a little bit bad. And I think, I think we know that that's possible because Izzy fought Gasolum. Um, I don't think Paul Acosta is as fast as Gasolum. I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's as methodical with his approach as, as Gasolum. But he got that power, and I think that power can make a, can make a, a dangerous uh, night for anybody. I agree with you. I actually agree with you about the Whitaker fight as well, but that's why I feel as though because Izzy won the way he won, he's not going to make those same clerical errors and fighting in a dangerous range against Paul, against Paulo because it's way more dangerous for him. That's not Robert Whitaker standing across from you. If that's he doesn't take a, those – huge power puncher. If you got to remember this, if he doesn't take those, he took a lot. Of, he took a lot of risks when he fought Whitaker. That's why he was able to get him up out of there. The fact that yeah. the matter is, it's a different fight as Paul Acosta. If you don't take, you have to take some risk because you have to be offensive. If he does, right. if he's not offensive, if he's not, t he, if he doesn't take some type of risk, um, Paul Acosta is going to walk him down. Paul Acosta is going to be able to put more hands on him. The longer Israel is in the cage with him, the more he's going to get hit. We just got to figure out can uh, can Izzy take any damage from him, you know, because Paul Cousins is going to hit him. I think he's going to hit him for sure. I definitely believe that. And I feel like he's going to still a round or two. But I also feel like Izzy's going – Izzy does really well adjusting. When I, when I watch back the Gasolin fight, Gasolin had him in a lot of rough situations going backwards and pressing him to, to his elite side as a southpaw. So when Kelvin was going that way, he was putting Izzy in a lot of bad spots. I think that those are the – I think learning from that fight – and I also feel like people don't give Izzy enough credit for how much better he's getting fight to fight. Each fight, yeah. Uh, every single fight, he's developed a new skill or a new thing that he showcases to get, make the fight easier in, in, in his favor. So It may seem that way, though. Right. The, the, here's, here's the thing with Izzy, right? So people that, – that's, that's what people say. They say people don't give Izzy enough credit. No. Izzy is a world-class fighter. He's a world champion. But Izzy is also a purple button jiu-jitsu. Izzy also had over – 10 fights before he came to the UFC while he was fighting for glory. Izzy is a veteran. Right. He's really, he's not, people exactly. say, oh, he's making, he's making all these changes. No, he has this in his repertoire already. He's not learning these things. He already knows it. And then when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the fight, 
he shines it up a little bit more because he's a world champion. He knows how he knows what how to pull it out and when to pull it out. And I think that and ultimately, I think that's the reason why he's gonna win. Because he, he knows what to do, when to do at the right time. And that's the reason why I did pick him. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like people don't don't credit his experience enough and they just think he's just some striker that came in and is learning to wrestle on the fly. I completely agree. He's he's not just now learning takedown defense. He's not just now learning submission defense or submission offense for that matter. He's just getting a chance to implement it now. And I feel like as those things happen in each fight, he's just going to keep developing and polishing the skills more. But I just feel like yeah. Paula right now might be too green. He might be too headstrong. He doesn't seem to know when to let off the gas and when to do things a certain way. So I think it's a difference between fighting and competing when it's like a championship fight. Sometimes you got to just fight and go get it. And sometimes you got to compete and be a little bit more intelligent. So I feel like that's still going to be the difference. I feel like it, it gets easy three rounds to two or four rounds to one. Yeah. And Craig, you got a prediction on how it's going to end? You got a decision or you got to finish? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Izzy gets him up out of there, actually. I'm going I'm to go uh, late fourth round. He gets him up out of there. And the reason why is because I don't think, I think Paul Lacoste is the type of person where um, you're going to have to get him out of there. <laughs> I mean, if you get, if you think that you're going to get a decision over Paul Acosta, you're sadly mistaken. I think Izzy has to get him out of there. And I think Izzy comes from behind. I think Izzy gets hurt early on. I think he has to pull he has to pull something out the hat and I think he gets him late. But um I don't think this fight is going to decision. And I think Polo has made it made it pretty clear that that's not what he's looking for. So I think Polo I think Izzy's gonna have to finish him. And then for Reyes, I didn't I didn't uh, pick that one. I don't think Reyes is gonna be able to get um Juan out of there. I think I think he's gonna I think it's gonna be a decision. I think he's gonna stay away from him. Um I think he has to be he said it on the uh, on, on one of the shows. He has to be careful because um, he even said that he knows that this is a harder matchup. He has to be careful because of the uh, of the um, what's it called the counters of Blockowitz. Um, so I don't think he's going to be able to go in there and, and pressure the way he wants to. He's going to have to use that movement. So I think that's going to be a decision. Got you. Okay, great. Um, cool, fellas. It was a pleasure, you know, speaking with both of you, getting to pick your brains a little bit about these fights. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching them this weekend. Uh, no. Enjoy the gym. Have a nice training. Uh, we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Later, man. All right, thanks. You have a good one. You too.